Well, good morning, everyone. It is Friday, June the 23rd, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. This is the day that, that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. This one's not going to come back. Let's make it count. Let's begin with consecration. This is our pregame workout. Wake up, sleepers, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit to enfold us and fill us and make us the presence of God in the world today. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today's entry is called How to Not Miss Jesus. And our text is Romans 10. We're coming to the end of Romans 10 today, verses 16 to 21. Hear now the word of the Lord. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Again, I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you envious by those who are not a nation. I will make you angry by a nation that has no understanding. And Isaiah boldly says, I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. But concerning Israel, he says, All day long I have held out my hands a disobedient and obstinate people. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. As you might imagine, I get a lot of reader mail. I've shared my cell number before, so I also get my share of text messages. This week, a reader I affectionately call Aunt Betty sent me this text. What if the Israelites had not rejected the cornerstone, but by faith received all given to them? Where would we be? I texted her back with this reply. Aunt Betty, we would be, as they say back home, in tall cotton. This is the wrestling match Paul is having in today's text. Why didn't Israel get it? He need only look in the mirror and ask himself. 
These guys were all at once expert Bible readers, and yet they didn't have a clue. How did they miss Jesus? And maybe I've just answered my own question. Sometimes, maybe more than I want to admit, expert Bible readers don't have a clue. Think about it. Jesus, the very Word of God in human flesh, comes face to face with expert Bible readers, and they don't know him from Adam. It becomes clear from the start he is reading the Bible very differently than they are. In fact, it's almost like they were reading a different Bible altogether. It's why Jesus prayed prayers like this from Matthew 11. At that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. This should brighten us. We, too, can read the Bible and miss Jesus. These first-century Jewish readers of Scripture were certain they had it right, and yet they had it exactly wrong. They were highly controlling, very certain, and as a result, highly prideful and very obstinate people. We can be the same, can't we? If the people of God can completely miss God, it stands to reason the followers of Jesus can completely miss Jesus. So how do we not miss Jesus? The answer is tucked right into his prayer. Become like children. He does not mean whimsically childlike, as some have said, and certainly not childish. It means become humble. No matter how far along you think you are in your studies or advanced in your faith, here is the secret to not missing Jesus. Be small. Live humble. Stay hungry. All of this comes together in what is all at once the saddest, happiest text in all of Scripture. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Be small. Live humble. Stay hungry. The prayer. Abba Father, thank you for this invitation to be small, to live humble, and to stay hungry. Jesus, this is who you were and are and evermore shall be. You, the most towering figure of history and eternity, allowed yourself to become small. 
you humbled yourself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And you showed us what it looks like to live hungry. To show us that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Come, Holy Spirit, and emblazon these words on our hearts and our minds. I want to be small. I want to live humble. I want to stay hungry. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. Are you learning to pursue clarity instead of certainty? Are you learning to let go of your need to be in control? Are you learning how small is the new big and how humble is the new superpower and how hunger is the secret to staying filled? Come on. Come on, people of God. <coughs> Excuse me. Come on, followers of Jesus. The hymn today, we're going to sing the old song, Oh, How I Love Jesus. I don't have my hymnal handy. You'll look in the index of first lines of hymns in the very back. You can find the page number. We're going to sing all three verses, plus the wonderful chorus. And we're going to sing it like we mean it, church. There is a name I love to hear. I love to sing its worth. It sounds like music in my ear. The sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. It tells me of a Savior's love who died to set me free. It tells me of his precious blood, the sinner's perfect plea. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. It tells of one whose loving heart can feel my deepest woe, who in each sorrow bears a part that none can bear below. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Amen. That's a, that's a good old faithful hymn. You never knew you were going to get to sing a hymn every morning, did you? A lot of us are missing hymns. We're, we're in churches where we're mostly singing the newer songs, you know, 19, 1990, 2000, 2010. Those are great songs. I love them. I've written a number of them. But you know what? They don't replace the hymns. We need them all. And uh, I'm happy that we're able to sing together here every morning. And that's why we made that hymnal. 
And I'd love it if you guys would order a copy of it. You ought to go ahead. I mean, we're selling through those like crazy. We're on a mission to recover the great songs of awakening. And there's a bunch of them in this seminal, our great redeemer's praise. Or again, I just would tr- give tribute to our team. Tim and Julie Tennant were he- heroes in the process. Andy Miller, super champion. Holly Jones, super yeoman or yo woman, I should call her. So much labor went into this. <laughs> you have no idea. I don't either. But we thank them. And uh, it's a tribute just to, to order one. You need one in your home. The two great books of the church, the Bible and the hymnal, and all the Christians over the centuries have had them both. It's our turn. It's our shift. All right. That's it for today. It's Friday. So get a double portion of seed. You're going to need them. I'll be looking for those seed in the air. I'll see you on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.